Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I'm your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. You'll probably know me better through Instagram and my handle is at bestrong.coach. First of all, welcome back to another episode. I hope you're all doing really, really well and having a lovely, lovely week so far. I am super, super excited to have you back this week and to be going over another episode and some really, really exciting topics. Um, And this week, I'm going to be talking about self-acceptance and why self-hatred could be the thing that is preventing you from making progress. So if you are somebody who experiences that self-hatred and maybe putting a lot of pressure on yourself, struggling to be consistent, and you're wanting to promote more self-acceptance, then this is gonna be perfect for you. And then I'm also gonna be going over three ways to really help you step into managing your emotional eating. So we're going through three tips to really help when it comes to emotional eating. So without further ado, let's jump straight on in. Um, First things first is Crystal for this week. So this week I have brought along with me Clear Quartz, which is the master healer, isn't it? I absolutely love Clear Quartz. Um, I've brought this along with me because it's very, very, very good for aligning and balancing our chakras. And I feel like when it comes to things like self, self-acceptance self and management and everything like that and um, with our emotions, having quite balanced and aligned chakras is very, very important. So that's why I've brought it along with me today. It's a very, very good crystal for balance, for more harmony. Um, so yeah, we've got the, the Master Healer vibes with us today. And I did just want to remind you all as well that my free workshop that I'm hosting is tomorrow. The Manage Your Emotional Eating workshop is being hosted tomorrow. So if you did want to attend, um, like I say, it's completely free to join. Um, and through the workshop, I am going to be going over three key steps to help you manage and heal your emotional eating to get you in a more freer and flourishing place with food so if you're somebody who experiences emotional overeating um maybe struggling to be mindful with food struggling to change your behaviors when it comes to emotional eating and maybe feeling a little bit stuck not sure what to do then this workshop is going to be perfect for you I'm going to be going over those three main tips um, to really give you some guidance and some knowledge and some support when it comes to your food relationship journey. Um, And as well, you will be getting an exclusive bonus, which is super freaking exciting. It's a bonus that I have never, ever, ever done. um, And it's only exclusive to you on the workshop. So if you do want to grab your space for lots of information and some guidance, just click to the the link in the show notes, the top link. And all you need to do is pop in your email and you'll get the uh, link sent over to you so you can join us tomorrow um, and get access to the uh, workshop. If you can't make tomorrow at 7pm, you are more than welcome to still join because what I will be doing after the workshop is sending over the replay to everybody as well so you can always just catch up on the replay so you don't miss out on the information so uh, it's going to be super super transformational and it's completely free so you've got nothing nothing to lose and you might as well jump on in and come join us so I'll see you all there and I'm super, super excited for it. But let's get on into the episode because I'm too excited not to get into it now. So 
The first topic, like I said, I wanted to talk about is to do with the self-acceptance. Now, the reason as to why I wanted to, to talk about this is I was having a conversation with one of my clients the other day and we were really talking about this idea of more self-acceptance. The one thing I do just want to state as well whilst talking about this topic is I am not giving the impression that that you're not allowed to work on a body composition uh, goal or a weight loss goal. You are more than welcome to embark on those goals if it's right for you and if it's suitable for you right now. Um, Because obviously when I talk about self-acceptance, I think sometimes this mindset of, oh, so I just need to accept myself as I am. I'm not encouraging that. If you want to grow and change and evolve and work on your goals, please do it if it's suitable for you. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But What I am saying is that self-acceptance is very important on your journey. So I want you to think of it as like um, a spectrum. So at one end, we have self-hatred. In the middle, we have like self-acceptance and difference, that kind of uh, region. And then on the other end, we have self-love. First of all, if you're at the self-love end, keep freaking bossing it. That is absolutely amazing. And that is ultimately the uh, one of the big goals for a lot of people to get to that place of self-love. But if you're far away from that place of self-love and maybe you're more towards the self-hatred end, we want to bring you to the self-acceptance area, you know, whilst we're pursuing that journey of love. And what I'm not encouraging here is what we don't want to do is force self-love upon ourselves. Because when we force self-love and we force ourselves to love ourselves and it's very, um, you know, force, there's lots of pressure, a lot of ick around it, like I must like this, I must love this, that can often be quite toxic because it's not coming from a genuine place. It's coming from quite a forced and false place. So we don't want to do that. You know, building to self-love is a beautiful journey that takes time and we don't want to force that upon ourselves. So I'm not saying that you have to just love yourself right now. What I am saying, if you're at a place of self-hatred, we want to step you into a place of self-acceptance. The reason why this can be really important is, first of all, it's just great for your overall mindset and relationship with your body and everything like that. But it's also very, very good for your consistency and your overall enjoyment as well. So if we think of it this way, if we take somebody who's in a place of self-hatred, um, it's likely that what will happen here is you might go, when I lose weight, then I will like myself or then I'll be happy. Or when I look this way, then I will accept myself, then I'll be happy. Or when I reach this goal, that's when I'll be happy, etc, etc. But what we can do within this process is, first of all, we're a lot more likely to say no to things and to miss out on life until we reach our goal. Because what you'll do in your mind is go, well, I'm going to say no to that holiday until I've reached that goal, because then I'll accept myself and then that's okay. Do you know what I mean? So we can always put things off and miss out on life as a byproduct of it but also it can lead to you putting more pressure on yourself if you're going um 
you know, when I get to this place, that's when, you know, I'll be happy, that's when I accept myself. There's so much pressure on yourself to get there, and pressure is the thing that can lead to inconsistency. You know, if you can ever reflect on a time before where you had so much pressure and overwhelm and stress on your shoulders to get to that goal, because you want to really like yourself, and there's so much pressure there, that you end up actually not being consistent because that pressure is too much to handle, you know, and this is what can happen when we're at this place, you know, there's more pressure, which means more overwhelm, more worry, more perfectionism, more stress, which can all lead to less consistency, Um, and ultimately, what you want is to be consistent in the long term, but you're going to struggle to do that if you're feeling overwhelmed. So what I'm trying to get across here is I'm not saying you have to love yourself right now if you aren't in that place, but it's about accepting where you are, accepting who you are, accepting the here and the now and knowing that you're worthy now because ultimately your worth doesn't depend on whether you hit a goal or a certain weight or you achieve a certain thing your worth is with you now it's you as a being you are already worthy and it's stepping into that it's having radical acceptance towards yourself now embracing yourself more even if you're on a journey of working on yourself because when we have radical acceptance so when we have radical acceptance that's when we tend to be a lot happier because we are in a place of accepting ourselves in the here and now but also we'll begin to take that pressure away you know, there's not that pressure of I need to get to X, Y and Z because, you know, I want to reach that because that's when I'll be worthy, that's when I'll like myself, etc. It's embracing yourself now, knowing your worth now because then that way there's not any pressure to get there and the journey becomes more flowy and more enjoyable and you actually feel like you can get there and you're not consistently putting that much pressure on yourself. So, this is why having that radical acceptance towards yourself is important. Happiness, enjoying the journey more, and you need to enjoy the journey because you're on this journey for good, like you need to enjoy it, but also you'll take that pressure away, which is gonna help with your consistency as well. So if you are somebody who's in a place of maybe higher levels of self-hatred, I would really, really recommend trying to move into more of a place of self-acceptance. Some things you could do to help with this is practicing more body functionality. So, you know, practicing gratitude and appreciation towards your body. It can take away from just focusing on yourself um, as an appearance and embracing yourself for who you are. You could write down um, five things that you love about yourself or five things that five qualities that you appreciate about yourself you know are you a genuine person are you funny once again and read these every day start embracing the qualities that you bring to the table because one thing not a lot of us do is take the time to remember what we actually bring the goodness that we have as a being that can also help with more acceptance um and even just things like social media you know like i mean so honest right now on here um one thing i've always struggled with is comparison on social media um i'm a lot better with it now but recently i have acknowledged the fact that i've been doing it a little bit more so i've been reducing my social media time i've been aware of what i'm observing on social media and making sure 
sure that I'm not overusing it because that can be not great for my mindset in this current part of my journey. So even just being aware of your social media usage could be something to help step into that place of acceptance. So that's what I really, really would suggest here. If you are wanting to work further on your self-acceptance, um, you know, your consistency with your journey, enjoying the journey, stepping into more of a compassionate, enjoyable place, then I do have spaces for one-to-one coaching available where I do help my clients work on this in a lot more depth and detail because um, there's a lot that goes behind this work. Um, with that, I do have two packages packages available, my one-to-one coaching package or my VIP coaching package, which is a new option that I've recently brought out where you'll get Zoom calls with me. And if you did want to know more about either of those, um, there is a link in the bio or just head over to my Instagram at bestrong.coach, drop me a DM over there and we can just have a chat and see if you'll be a suitable fit for coaching as well if you did want to work on that in more depth and detail. Um, So that is the first little thing I wanted to chat about, encouraging you to step into a place of more self-acceptance of where you are. Once again, if you want to work on yourself and you are working on yourself, that is amazing, that is okay, but it doesn't mean that you have to hate yourself now. You can accept where you are and accept each part of the journey. The next thing I do want to talk about is a few ways to help with emotional eating. Um, This is one topic that has been asked to be mentioned quite a lot on the podcast. So I thought I'd do a section to help when it comes to emotional eating. Now, I'm going to particularly go through three tips to help you with emotional eating. So if you are somebody who experiences that and you want some tips to help you, make sure to keep listening because I'll be going through that as well. First thing I want to say is I completely get it with emotional eating. Um, Upon my own journey as well, it is something that I have struggled with. Um, If you've listened to my episodes, you'll know about like my cycle of restriction overeating um, and food guilt that I'd been in quite a few years ago. And emotional eating was very present for me. Um, In high moments of stress, I would want to emotionally eat. Um, In high moments of guilt, I would also want to overeat. So I definitely struggled with emotional management And because of that, it was a very big trigger of regular emotional overeating um, and then cycles of guilt and shame, which then triggered cycles of restriction. So that's kind of the place I was in. And I really can understand how, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, but how upsetting and like difficult it can be to be in that place and how much it can impact our overall quality of life. You know, when I reflect on that time of my life, um, consistently missing out on quite a lot and being, you know, regularly fixated on thoughts about food and things like that. And it can impact the joy that we have in life, which is why working on your food relationship is so important. So there's three tips to help. So the first one that I would definitely recommend is daily journaling. In particular, asking and writing down about how do I feel today? I would suggest to do this in a morning. And the great thing with this, it literally takes five minutes, is it gives you time to check in with how you're feeling and identify any emotions that are present. Obviously with emotional eating, it's not about the food, it's about the emotion and bringing awareness and identifying any emotion that's coming up for us can be a very, very great way to then 
take the right action in that day to help with that emotion. If you identify one morning, you know, that you feel very overwhelmed and panicky, you can plan things within your day to help soothe that feeling. So that's why identifying is very important. And when you've got the awareness, you're going to be less impulsive. Emotional eating is quite impulsive. So when we've got awareness, we're going to be less impulsive because we've identified what's going off. So I would say every morning, five minutes of journaling, asking yourself, how do I feel today? And write about it. And even if you feel really good, like write about that as well. Anything that comes up for you. Um, and then this way we can bring more awareness to that as well. And knowing as well that it's completely safe to identify your emotions and to be aware of them. I think sometimes we think, oh, I shouldn't feel negative emotion and we don't want to identify that we do feel it, but it's completely okay to feel all types of emotion. The next thing that I would suggest to do is more of a like a strategic thing with your food and that is to increase your portions slash your volume of your meals this is going to be very very useful for feeling more satisfied after having a meal you know sometimes if you're not feeling satisfied from your food it can impact your food behaviors so we really want to prioritize having filling satisfying meals so I would always suggest increasing portion, which is going to increase the amount of fuel you're having through that, and increasing volume, so potentially more protein, uh, veggies, fruit, things like that, to really, really help with making that meal more satisfying. That is going to help internally feel fuller and feel more satisfied. And when you feel more satisfied, it can really, really help with your food relationship. What I would also say on this as well is the foods that you're having, like ensuring that they are the foods that make you feel good, make you feel satisfied, not just having what you think you should have, genuinely having what's going to help you feel satisfied. It can make sure that you don't feel annoyed or agitated because you've actually had what's helping you feel satisfied. So that's what I'd say there. So maybe if you're somebody who does plan your meals for the week, make sure you are planning satisfying high volume meals. Um, or when you're thinking of something to make, checking in with, is it going to be uh, filling? Is it going to be high um volume a good portion in there really prioritizing that it's going to help you manage your uh, feel fuller manage your hunger which is obviously going to help with emotional eating um, and you'll feel more energized as well often emotional eating can be impacted by like uh, fatigue so if we're fueling our bodies consistently through the day it's going to help with that there as well and then the last thing that I would suggest to do is getting comfortable and regularly doing self-soothing so this is, a, this is more of a context of when you maybe feel those emotional urges, um, which is something I'm asked about quite a lot, what to do in that moment. One thing I would recommend to help with emotional eating is regular self-soothing. So self-soothing is ultimately just calming yourself and your state down. So let's say you're in a moment of high stress and you're wanting to emotionally eat. It might just mean having to sit down, putting your hand on your heart, doing some deep breathing and talking yourself through what's going off. It might be saying to yourself, 
I'm aware that I feel stress right now. I acknowledge that there's high levels of stress right now because I've had a really busy day and I can feel the stress and it's making me feel anxious. It's making me feel overwhelmed. But I also know that food isn't gonna help with this stress right now. I know that I need to release this and do something to help move on from it and to soothe the stress. And I know food's not gonna be the answer to that because it hasn't worked for me before. So I know that what I should probably do right now is go for a walk and it's okay to feel this emotion I know it's okay to feel this emotion I allow myself to feel it and I'm going to do something to soothe it can you see how that response is going to be so much more impactful um so it is putting your hand on your heart doing your breathing and talking yourself through it it's in a way it's kind of like soothing yourself like you would a child you know when a child's cry I'm not saying anybody's a child but it's the best way I can describe it but if a child is um, upset, um, a baby, for example, you might cradle the child and um, soothe it, bring more harmony there. And we're doing that with ourselves. We want to bring more harmony. We want to accept and acknowledge that what we're feeling and know it's okay to feel that and then remind ourselves it's okay and what else can we do to soothe it moving forward? So self-soothing can be very, very important. Um, and I would definitely recommend to do that as well. Um, I do hope that those few tips help. It's just a few ways to help with emotional eating. Like I say, if you are wanting to learn more than just those techniques, a big part of your emotional eating journey and your healing is doing the inner work and the inner healing that is required to help grow. So if you're somebody who's like, yes, I'm really ready to do this inner work, I'm really ready to manage this, to feel more mindful and to feel more in control again, and really start changing my behaviours, you know, really understanding my emotional eating and my triggers, and also knowing what I can do to work through it, so you no longer feel stuck and we can get you to where you want to be then I would 100% encourage you to come join the free workshop because I'm going to be covering all of that and so much more as well and it's going to be super transformational and I do believe it's going to give so many people a really insightful perspective but also the help that's needed to get you to where you want to be so if you do want to join the workshop is tomorrow just go into the link at the top of the show notes and um, get yourself a space on the workshop and I will see you all there I want to say a massive massive thank you as well for joining me again this week it would mean the world if you could give this podcast a share on your stories just so we can reach more incredible women like yourself to help them on their healing their growth and their journey so that would mean the world thank you again for joining me I hope you have the most magical abundant and flourishing week and I cannot wait to speak to you in the next episode.